About midway through our road trip along the U.S.-Mexico border, my colleagues and I rode up a mountain. Okay, should we hop in? Hop in. We boarded a tram car suspended by a cable. Awesome! Are we going that way? That's our photographer, Kainaz Amaria, and yes, we were going up the cable to a peak in El Paso, Texas. As the car rose up the slope, we got a wider and wider view of a binational metropolis, El Paso in the U.S. and nearby Juarez, Mexico, from a vantage point so high it was like looking at a map. We came here as we reported on people, goods, and culture that crossed the border. Watch that. From up on this mountain, more than a mile high, it's clearly just one metropolitan area. You can see the downtown skyscrapers of El Paso. You can see the neighborhoods of Juarez, which stretch out into the distance, climbing up the sides of mountains several miles away. You have to look for just a moment to notice how the Rio Grande cuts it in two. It feels like a single city, El Paso and Juarez, from up here, but of course it makes a tremendous difference which side of the line you're on. And today we have a story of a family whose lives changed when they moved a quarter mile across. The Troncoso family crossed from Mexico to El Paso more than 50 years ago. That was hard. But this family made a crossing that is even harder from one social class to another. We drove to their house to talk about it. Hola. We found Berta Troncoso just pulling her car into the driveway, and she took us inside to meet her husband, Rudolfo Troncoso. They're in their 70s. My home is your home, he said. It's the house the Troncosos built after migrating here. The furniture was comfortable, but the rooms were tiny, the ceiling so low my head kept bumping the light fixtures. And the street was just feet out the front door. Each little house in the neighborhood looked different. Some of the roofs were made of Spanish tile. Other roofs sagged. Statues of the Virgin Mary decorated front yards of dirt. People built many of these houses with their own hands out of adobe, concrete blocks, or wood. This neighborhood was, is called still Barraca, shack town. That's Sergio Troncoso. He's one of the Troncoso's four children. He sat on the couch between his parents and talked about the neighborhood where he grew up. It was called a colonia, a term that is common in the borderland. What is a colonia? Well, a colonia is an unincorporated part in the outskirts, typically on the border, of a city, outside city services, outside electricity, water, um, and typically it's where the new arrivals go to. People who've traveled outside the United States are probably familiar with informal neighborhoods. I think people would be surprised to find them in the United States. They're all over Texas, <laughs> all over New Mexico. You know, I mean, you, you see what you want to see. New arrivals to this colonia included Sergio's father, Rudolfo. He crossed from Mexico in the 1950s because his girlfriend, Berta's family, moved here. La única razón. That's the only reason I came, he said. I've never been happy here, and that's why I don't speak English. Having said that, he tried a little English. I'm 100% Mexican. 100% Mexican? Yes. Or 110%. Are you a citizen of the United States? Yeah, unfortunately. Still, he worked to build a new life in the United States. The Troncosos didn't have much money, so they paid $600 for a patch of land. They started building a house of adobe in what was then countryside. Well, it's uh, like a ranch, like a cotton fields. Cotton fields? Yeah, and the canales. Canales, canals. The canals. It was irrigated yeah. by the... Yeah, we didn't have uh, 
electricity. At the start, they had no glass in the windows, which is how someone stole their copper pipes. We had kerosene lamps, right? Lámpara de petróleo. Yeah, we start with a kerosene lamp. I have to to wash the dishes and throw the water outside. And The boys were all the cheap labor. I mean, I grew up doing construction work as a kid. I would come back from grade school, and then we would be working on a room, or we would be painting, or we would be doing drywall. It's safe to say many people in Colonias have trouble finding a better life. Studies show social mobility in the United States is strikingly low. It is harder for the poor in this country to move to a higher social class than it is for people in other developed nations, like those in Europe. But the Troncosos had an advantage others did not. Rudolfo's education. He'd been trained in Mexico as an agronomist and later became an engineering technician. He could draw a plan for a house. Some of his neighbors were carpenters or construction workers and could follow the plans. They would trade work. Trade work. Barter. He, he, exactly. Work. He, yeah. My father would do draft uh, plans for houses, and in return, this neighbor built this rock wall behind us. The stone wall that decorates one side of the living room. In the same way, the Troncosos replaced their dirt floor with concrete. How many houses did you design or additions did you design in this neighborhood? Around here, about 40 or 50. 40 or 50? Yeah. So every direction you go, you look out the window of the car maybe and see your work. See. Yeah. Eventually, this informal neighborhood ceased to be a colonia. The Troncosos even got regular sewer service. I remember digging the hole to connect our water lines to the main sewer lines outside, and it was a hole that was taller than I was. Throughout the neighborhood, people were trying to cross into a middle-class life. Absolutely. That was the goal. I mean, some of them failed and some of them succeeded. We talked a little more with the Troncosos over lunch in the kitchen. But these are gorditas. You know gorditas? You want to have take one? These are basically all low-cal, no, no calories. Uh, gordita, which translates as chubby, is a thick tortilla stuffed with meat. This is the problem. When I come home, I gain like 10 pounds. And as we talked, we sensed some of what helped the Troncoso family to advance. A stable family that understood the value of education. A school where teachers encouraged Sergio to apply to college. He was accepted at Harvard, going on to become a novelist and a professor at Yale. Did it make me a different person? I think it certainly gave me a wider scope of what's around. And I just got used to these border crossings. You know, you cross intellectual, economic borders all the time, every day, and sometimes in the same day. And, um, you know, you just do your best and, and try to keep a sense of your own self um, when you're going through these different worlds. And it's hard to do. I can't say I've always done it successfully or, or very wisely. You know, sometimes I fall flat on my face. Sergio has always had one more advantage as he crossed. Everyone in his immigrant family had legal status, which was easier to obtain half a century ago. Many immigrants today do not have the same advantages, as the Troncoso family knows. Tomorrow, we'll follow a member of that family to another part of the border metropolis. It's a school outside El Paso where students from poor families try to imagine how they can cross to a better life. <laughs> 